Let's bring in our next guest, and that's Doug Astrop, a managing partner at Exponential Investment Partners. Welcome back to the show, Doug. Thanks, Tom. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So we had the relief rally today led by big tech. But should investors be concerned about this additional volatility that we've seen, whether it's a government shutdown, perhaps, uh, whether it's rising inflationary costs for a lot of these companies, or is this starting to signal that, hey, we've seen the pullback that a lot of people have been waiting for, and uh, you know we're going to start to uh, turn higher here? Yeah, we would go with that uh, final statement that this is kind of the pullback everybody's been waiting for. If, if you just look at a macro level, the economy is doing great, should have 6% GDP growth this year and 4% plus next year. And so that's a great backdrop for equities. The 10-year has been rising, but it's still relatively muted historically. And we don't really subscribe to the point of view that that wrecks the big cap tech fang names. We think they're sort of immune to that. It, it may affect a lot of the more speculative companies, but we don't think a, a rise in the 10 years is going to affect Amazon's earnings very much. And uh, so this really was sort of the September, October pullback people had been waiting for all year. We finally got, you know, a, a more than 5% pullback, especially with some of these FANG names. They're, they're in correction territory. Some of them even headed, you know, headed towards the bear market territory. So we think this is a great entry point really for just about all the FANG names. They're all uh, in a similar position here. They've sold off, you know, 10, 15 percent. Mm -hmm. They're growing at 20, 30, 40 percent, depending on the name. And they're really at reasonable multiples now and uh, very attractively priced here. Yeah, you bring up a good point here, Doug, that I kind of wanted to hit on because it seems like every time we get that uh, that move up in interest rates, right, even though, I mean, I've been in, in this business for almost 30 years and uh, people don't know what high interest rates are. I do. Uh, and it seems uh, kind of odd to me that you're going to get that pullback in these companies that, like you mentioned, most of the FANG Plus names that have solid balance sheet and are growing hand over fist but they get dragged down with the overall tech sector when you know the 10-year yield hits 1.5%. Uh, is that something that just the, the sector in general has to get used to? They get comfortable with that those rates and the velocity that it goes up, and then they just get comfortable with it again? Yeah, I think uh, the velocity is what kind of spooked some people, but now it's, it's kind of easing off a little bit and consolidating here. But, but as you point out, it, it's not a high rate. I mean, it's not even 2% yet. You know, 1.5% is, is incredibly low and, and very accommodative to uh, stocks. So, you know, if you look, look at a company like Amazon, for instance, that stock is down 1% year to date. It's down 15% off its recent high. It's a, a growth machine. It has a... Uh, multiple businesses really there. You've got the retail business, which is very low margin, but high volume. But then the AWS business, which is the cloud business, is incredible. I mean, that, that business generates 10 or 15% of their revenue, but it's something like 60% of their operating profits. So you've got that, and then you've got uh, subscription businesses in there with Prime 
and you've got uh, now they're starting to do a lot more advertising as well. So you you've really got multiple businesses there, and you know Amazon's now got a forward PE of 40. I mean I haven't seen that kind of a forward PE on that stock in years. I mean it's really extraordinary how how uh, it's been overlooked lately and and sort of ignored and. Uh, we think it's ready to have a great fourth quarter, as will all the Fang names most likely. Yeah. We, we think this sell-off is is kind of coming to the conclusion here and setting up for a really strong fourth quarter. Yeah, and Doug, it, and to hit on that point about Amazon, I kind of wanted to bring up some stuff that because we covered it a little bit earlier today, uh, and you know a lot of people are astonished the fact that Amazon's actually flat to down a little bit on the year. But it did have that 15% pullback, and historically, anytime Amazon has a 15% drawdown, over the next year, it's up an average uh, over the last 20 years of 42%. So to your point, I think a lot of people are probably looking at Amazon in that same fashion uh, as they continue to, uh, they invest money, and I think that's what a lot of people, investors have a problem with, is that they don't, Think about the growth while they're investing all this money. And uh, I think the company just doesn't worry about their stock that much. They just continue to disrupt, invest, and grow. So we'll have to watch that one. But one name I wanted to kind of get a, uh, uh, to touch on a little bit uh, is Netflix, because Netflix had another all-time high today. Um, uh, you know, reopening is happening. Uh, the theaters had record uh, revenue uh, that we've seen since the pandemic started. What's your take here on Netflix? Well, Netflix is a great company. As you pointed out, it hasn't really come down off of its recent high at all. So that's one we wouldn't rush into because it's it's obviously got some momentum here and has, has had some strong recent performance. Um, and also that business is getting a lot more competitive. They sort of had a wide runway being the first mover in streaming. And now everybody's getting into the business. Disney's built an incredible platform. HBO Max is competing with them. Everybody's sort of, you know, after Netflix. And what that's doing is really pushing up the content costs significantly. Uh, there was a recent deal Netflix did for a couple sequels to Knives Out, which was kind of a modest success. And they're you know the the number thrown around is 400 million for these sequels so there's there's going to be a lot of pressure on the content spend for all of these companies and i think netflix is going to have a little bit you know tougher time going forward still a great business and definitely worth buying if it comes down off of its highs and gives you a better entry point but uh out of the fang names probably the the most difficult name right now to, to jump into, I would say. Yeah, and you like Apple and Facebook also, even with Facebook and uh, all the disruptions that they're having as far as regulation and the whistleblower? Yeah, Facebook is just, it's it's essential to small businesses. It's, it's the backbone. It's how they reach their customers. For a lot of them, it's how they have a presence on the web even. Um, it, and it's really critical for them, and it's the, the most cost-effective way for them to reach customers and build their business. And I think when that outage occurred yesterday, uh, it, a, lot of, a lot of these businesses realized how essential Facebook is. 
And so, you know, they're going to have to navigate this this push and pull between profits and the social impacts of Facebook. But, you know, all, all, all of the social media platforms really have to deal with that. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, they all, you know, anytime you're giving the masses an open forum to say anything they want and put information out there, there there's a flip side to that that's not always positive. Right. But but that's what people want. They want to be able to communicate that way and keep in touch with people. And yeah. So exactly. we think Facebook will continue to be a strong uh, performer, and and this is really an attractive entry point because of the controversy and uh, potential regulation risk. Right. I don't think a lot of those advertisers are dropping off that platform, Doug, and uh, that's a bonus for them. All right, we're going to have to wrap it up there, Doug. Appreciate it. Uh, have a great day. Great, Tom. Thank and that's Doug Astrop. He's a managing partner at Exponential Investment Partners.